and welcome to the first episode of Formula T. I'm Killian Ginnity and I'm delighted to be joined by my co-host Nathan Byrne and on Formula T I think what our whole goal here is to chat motorsport, have a bit of fun, but we want to do it in a way that's a bit human, Nate. What do you think? I, I, I definitely think so. I think get the fun part of Formula One and probably other sports is, is the nitty gritty and the the things that you can talk around talk about with your friends in the pub and stuff like that. So I think that's that's the direction we're trying to go here. Perfect. And I think that's as close to of an ad as we're gonna do. Um <laughs> but Nate, tell me, do you have a team? I do have a team, Killian, and there's a team that's recently been in the news, uh, Mercedes Benz AMG Formula One. Ooh. Um, um, I know you are a Man United fan, so is this an Ineos connection or is this just Mercedes? No, no, no. I've been Mercedes since 2015, so that that's... Okay, okay. Yeah. So a bit of an OG. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about yourself? Do you have a team? It's not really. Um. So, like, my interest in Formula One goes back to I grew up with my dad watching Jordan F1. Yeah. So I was very much kind of like waving the Irish flag for that and just being generally interested in the sport when I couldn't really comprehend what a team was. Um, but I I do like Max Verstappen. I do like Red Bull. I think they're very, very good. And I've kind of always liked liked them from even uh, when it was Cool Tart and Weber. I thought they were always yeah. a fun team. Um, if I had to choose a team to either live and die by, it'd either be Jordan F1 or Braun in the historical sense. Oh, Braun, what a team. Oh, just oh what a man Braun. um but yeah like uh, yeah i hate to say it it's a bit boring but probably my current team would be uh uh red bull but i i do i do also have a soft spot for aston martin like, well th- th- this is a great makeup for a great podcast then hamilton versus verstappen red bull versus mercedes i, I think we're world champion versus somebody on the down Okay, okay. Eight-time <laughs> world champion is Hamilton. I will take that last one. Thank you very much. Um, but I think that's the cool thing about Formula One and how it different differs to other sports is you like people follow it in their own certain ways. Like people mm. don't have any team, don't have any driver to support. Some support drivers, some support teams, and then some support drivers and teams. So. Which the last one, um, as I found the last couple of days, can get into some sticky, sticky situations. Yeah, well, this is kind of the reason why we've started the podcast now, which was we've been talking about doing this and it's been months and months of over and back. And it was kind of just always, yeah, we're definitely going to do it. We'll do it when the liveries start to drop and when the season starts to come together. But then a bombshell arrives. Like not even uh, Haas could bring us to this to to actually making the first episode, but Mister Lewis Hamilton heading over to the red of Ferrari in twenty twenty five. When I say sat up and took notice. <laughs> when I say the level, the amount of shock I received when I saw that was it yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Um. Oh my! I literally couldn't believe it. Like. Just, just for the viewers, like to specify, I'm a Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton fan. So, I, I was flabber, like I was flabbergasted, and I was like, "How do I process this information?" And to be honest, with you, I don't even think I have processed it. Um, now, like Lewis has has um flirted with her. Is flirted the right word with Ferrari for? Uh, oh, hundred percent. It's for, always been that little kind of 
carrot or or the whip that he's always kind of dangled to toe. Yeah. Kind of, kind of going, yeah, yeah, well, I always will, will want that and I will eventually do it. And, and I like, believe that he would. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it was sort of dead in the water when um, he signed that new contract last year. So to say I was surprised is a bit of an understatement. Um, but yeah, what what did you think of it? I was I was surprised at the timing more so than anything else. Like, why bother announcing it now? Um, now we've I, I saw online that there was a, 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 something like a four or a six percent increase in the stock in the share price uh, of Ferrari. Yeah, um, and the, on the same money. day, so it's kind of like okay, that's why he did that. Um, but it kind of puts. Carlos Sainz in a very difficult position which I, I felt really bad for him because it kind of seemed that like Ferrari and him had just finally clicked last season and there was kind of that now they're going for it um, I think it's a very worrying sign for Mercedes that yeah they weren't um, doing great but the fact that even Hamilton won't stick with them now I think it says a lot about his character now I'm not a Hamilton fan at all I don't like him I think he's been bad for the sport whoa genuinely no i i think he has i I think his era of dominance can only be really compared to schumacher but people didn't lose interest when schumacher was winning because it was always an entertainment there was always um a fight happening there was always a fire around the place um sometimes literally um but with Hamilton, I I just always thought he was a bit of a whinge and a moan, and he's always like, if things were going great, it was him and the team working together, symbiosis. It's amazing. As soon as something was going wrong, oh, the car's not there, the team's not there, where it's not going right, we're not prepared, um, and sometimes you just don't have a good car that year. That's what happens in Formula One. It's all about how you adapt to the rules, and Mercedes hasn't, and apparently Hamilton has ran out of patience. See, Killian, me and you are great friends, and and I just want to reiterate that to the viewers at home. We're we're great friends. We've known each other for for a good while. I think we're going to clash a lot in this podcast. Um, I have like the most polar opposite view to you ever when it comes to Lewis Hamilton. I think he's probably left the greatest legacy on the sport in terms of what he's done on and off the track. Um. And and I, I do think he's become such an inspiration for the sport. Um, he's the greatest driver of all time, in my opinion. Oh. In my opinion, I'll leave that there. But I, I do think I don't really think it's debatable. Um, but we can have that debate if you want. Um, but yeah, so I think we have the most polar opposite views ever. Um, to go back to what you were saying about the timing, I. I had this conversation yesterday with some people about why would he say it now? And I think it's the perfect time to say it. Um, maybe a bit selfishly on his part. Like, So let me put it out like this. Say they were in the middle of a title winning season next season, yeah? Or they're fighting Max hard or, or whatever. We, we don't know what the cars would be like. Um, imagine it comes out halfway through the season. That's the big thing. Imagine he's neck and neck with Max after 18 races with six to go and this news comes out. How could that throw off a title winning chance? You know what I mean? Could he not have kept it under wraps until the end of the season? You, you don't you don't keep this type of information under wraps. Like 
any driver moving F1 comes out before the end of the season because Kyle, uh, Carlos Sainz would, would get would get it, it would come out anyway if you get what I mean. Um, like Sainz was in talks with Ferrari, so this this is how like it had to come out. You know what I mean? Because if they cut them talks off, it would be like okay, why are they doing that? And it eventually would come out. So I do think the timing makes sense. Um, I'm just, I'm really interested to see how the dynamics change now. Um, Whitlow is in the, in the Mercedes team and, 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 and what else? Like, I can only really think back to Ricardo when I did, Ricardo came out before the season, didn't it? I believe. Yeah, I think so. So like, we know how rocky that season was. It's are we in for some drama with Mercedes and Lewis? What, what do you think? Um, I think uh, Ricardo is a really, really, really good example to bring up because that didn't work out, and I think that's going to be a big thing for Hamilton now. I think um, with Mercedes, it's 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 a worry because who do they get to replace them? Like I don't think they're going to yeah. go for science. I think science would be a great driver for them, but I think it, he doesn't seem like a Mercedes driver, if you know what I mean. Oh um, yeah, I don't see him in a Mercedes whatsoever. And I don't see Russell being a first driver yet. Um, so like, who do you go for? Like, I, I just have the list up here of uh, drivers that have expiring contracts. Sergio Perez, which. I can't imagine no. re-signing with Red Bull. Well, Although there was rumors about yeah. Albon signing that. Um, so, but again, he doesn't really seem like a Mercedes driver. That science again, as we discussed, Fernando Alonso, which I think would be more astute than people would give credit, but it'd be a very, very short term. Um, Ocon, uh, Gasly, Sergeant Ricardo, uh, Sonoda, um, Bottas is obviously not going to go back. Um, Gianyu, uh, Magnussen, Hulkenberg. I don't think Mick Schumacher is going to take the spot. Um, none of the names kind of scream out, and like that's. I thought Toto would have taken a bit better control on this. Um, um I yeah, like. I find it amusing as well that what Hamilton's forty now, and he's signing up to a multi-year. Thirty-nine. Uh, he's thirty-nine. Well, yeah, forty <laughs> by the time he joins. Yeah. Um, and he signed up to a multi-year deal, which it just shows how like how good he still is at that age, though. You know what I mean? To even get offered a multi-year deal. Um, um, Schumacher got offered a multi-year deal in his forties, and yeah, but like I love seeing him. He, he wasn't but but even even if you look at last season, Hamilton was performing in relation to the to the car's performance. So I do think Hamilton's still at, like right at the top of his game. Um, in he's terms, not at the top of his game, he's still. I, he's I still do at think the top he is. Of the sport, but he's not at the top of his game. I think he is at the top of his game. Like I think results wise last year, like bar one or two mistakes, I think he had a really good season. Um in terms of who I think could replace him, um do you want me to just throw names at you and see what you would be what you would think would be a good replacement? So yes. I have I have a few names. Um Lando Norris. I know. Pierre Gasly. 
Gasly is interesting. I find I think that's a very interesting one. I just I don't know if I see Mercedes having two young drivers. I, I think Gasly would be an astute an astute signing. Oscar Piastri's third, I think I think he'd be my go to. Him or Lando would be my go to. Um or they could try and get them. They could try and get back a Ferrari a bit. Um, I don't know. You do you do you keep up much with Formula Two or anything? Um, uh, not not as much as I should be having a podcast about motorsport. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's that's something you can add to your bow this year is getting into Formula Two. But yeah. there's a driver in Formula Two called Ollie Behrman. He's a Ferrari Academy driver, and um, yeah. this kid's really good really good for his age i believe he's a he's just turned 18 so he's really young but he's like he's really good so he'd be something that i wonder will mercedes maybe go the short term route with a gasly alonso something like that but paul Behrman from ferrari in terms of like this seat is your, this yeah. is your seat in the next one or two years so i think that's the interesting thing is do you put your books on Russell for the next couple of years and bring a youngster through into the academy and just get a more stopgap driver? Or do you go for the two well, two think, two top drivers? I think this is what brings up a really, really interesting conversation for Mercedes, which I think of the two teams right now are the more interesting to talk about because they're definitely a team in transition. And do do they do there's like two ways of going. It's like, are they going to be like Red Bull a few years ago when it was Ricardo and, and uh, Verstappen, two kind of young ones. They're going to be in and around the top. They not, might not always get a podium though. And they're going to be bouncing in and around, but they're going to be fun and they're going to be entertaining. Or they could go and be Ferrari of a few years ago, having a lot of older drivers coming in and eventually finding your little bright spark to kind of bet, bet the house on in Leclerc. And like who they get to replace Hamilton is going to be so so crucial. Like uh, I just see here in the in the athletic that they're suggesting potentially Ocon as he was an alum of their academy. And, yeah, I just don't think he's at the level. And, but yeah, but it, that's that's where you really see like a stopgap feel, kind of going, okay, yeah, that's somebody for a year or two. Like that was that was like Ooh. when Red Bull had um, Albon brought in. It was kind of going, okay, but that's what if I mean. It's off. It's a it's a really cheap and astute signing. If it doesn't, well, then it's not going to cost you anything, really. <laughs> like, we don't know what the performance of the car is going to be this year. So when Hamilton leaves at the end of the year and say Mercedes have closed the gap and have a have a race-winning car that can win races, it's like... If. Oh, I'm 100% saying if. But if, it, if you do, it's like you need a driver in there that can win a championship. You know what I mean? Like, you can't... They're not years you can sort of waste. So that's what I mean. It's like they either have to go, we trust George Russell to win a championship in a, Merce- in a Mercedes, or we have to look at getting a two strong pair and that can that can win it. Um Or do you just kind of break the mold and go for the likes of a science or a Perez, these drivers that we wouldn't necessarily think of associated with them. They're not they're not Mercedes signings whatsoever. Um I wouldn't say if Hamilton's really a Ferrari signing, but... Do you want me to throw a curveball at you? Okay. Sebastian Vettel. Ooh. Makes Ooh. a return. 
back to into Mercedes. Yeah, you, were say, you were saying about getting back at Ferrari. That's the way of getting back at Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, German manufacturer, German driver. Oof. Would, oh, oh. would Vettel come back to drive for Mercedes? That would be the... Oh, that, sure, could that, be, that, 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 that could be that could be interesting. Go and get go and get Rosberg back. No, it's it's a bit different, <laughs> isn't it? It's like if Vettel came back, he'd still have it. You know what I mean? Um, it's just it's just whether he would want to. I think he possibly would. It's just now that could be a great stopgap signing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you're going like if you're going for a stopgap, I think a, a like a proper proper stopgap. I think like a, an Alonso is a much safer bet. Or do you look at like a, a Ricardo? Like Ricardo was very good when he was at Red Bull. Now I know he kind of fell off, but the teams he was at were also falling off. I mean, or like go back to Bottas. Ricardo's Bottas. Ricardo's a career is a bit of a, a shambles, isn't it? When you when you look back at what what, what it could have been, yeah, like this guy was getting linked to Ferrari. Like that was a guy who thought he was bigger than he was. I, I don't even think that I think it's just I think it just shows um what one bad decision can do for your whole career. Do you know what I mean? He, that he Renault to, move. He, at, he went to Renault. But yeah. Like, he thought he was going to be able to bring that team up on his skill alone. Yeah. He underestimated how important a car is. Yeah, but I also think he, like you don't know what promises he was made and stuff like that. But I just, I just think like it just shows you like how important picking a project is in Formula One. Like even more so, I'd say than football because like of the different variables. Mm. But say for Hamilton now, what happens if Mercedes produce a a race winning car and he moves to Ferrari that has as a tractor for example it's like well that's the that's the it's like he's in a vacuous race what if he moves to Ferrari and they don't have the car that's yeah that's that's what I mean it's like that's a shambles like regard no regardless of Mercedes like Mercedes can spend the next two or three years falling off what if Ferrari fall off well like, the thing is I think he could say he ends up outpacing Ferrari all of this year and going into a season where he knows he's joining them with a car that he's after kicking the ass of that but, would be yeah. hilarious but like I, I think like the fallback is he has it's like every driver wants to drive for Ferrari you know what I mean um, that's why I think it's, it's actually a really really perfect move Is it's it's two relative icons of the sport on the downward um, living on former glories being mashed together it's it's, it's a beautiful thing to see <laughs> <laughs> you love stirring the pot. Um, in terms of like fairy tale end, and imagine he wins the eighth, eighth world championship this year, and then goes off into sunset and Ferrari. That's all I'm hoping for this year. Do you really think it's going to happen this year, though? I don't know. I like I, I don't know what car Mercedes is going to make. Um, like we've got James Allison that's just come back. Um, he's he's come back after spending two years making a boat. Um, like a literal boat for Ineos um, and we've seen how the cars have gone downhill in the last two years so I've got confidence that getting getting him back in the technical role is a huge huge step forward um, but it's just that it's just how far down on that side zero side pod well, well that's gone now but like the fact that they're now a year behind in developing. Well, well, that's what I mean. It's, it's how how quickly can we close the gap 
And uh, if there's one man that can do it, it's James Allison. Like, he's built some of the best cars in Formula 1 history. Like, you know what I mean? W14, the fastest car on the planet. Like, um, or the fastest circuit car on the planet. Um, so I think it's just a really interesting one. Like, it's like this could this would spin off into so many different variables like relationships that could take a really sour turn um it could all get very feisty very quickly yeah it absolutely could um and it's very interesting considering the relationship of the two team bosses being so good off the track yeah and like am i i saw it on twitter like did Toto know about it before Hamilton actually said it. Like I heard that he had he, he found out the day before. Oh, that's, that's like not, so, not a nice way. Of that's what I mean. Like these guys have known each other for what going on a like nine or ten years. Like, and you, if it is true, he only found out the day before it was happening. Like, you, your so bed. How how, how how did it all come out? Like, and do we know when it actually was signed, sealed, and delivered? I don't believe we know when it was signed, sealed, and delivered. And then what I heard is they've been talking about it for months. Like this, these have been discussions for months. Um, because there was talks about it before he signed the contract, of, of not about yeah. happening, but like the fact that he was interested in Ferrari as an idea. And he sort of shut it down a bit. Um, okay. but he like there was clearly something going on in the background. Um, but the way Total Wolf found out and probably the other staff it was the day before so like you're about to feel some way about that you know what i mean oh, yeah. like you're about to be rubbed up the wrong way about that so i just think it's gonna be it's gonna be electric this season like i feel like get get the netflix cameras on already like <laughs> like uh, where's the social just every week let's let's be checking in on these guys you need to make it like a big brother house yeah exactly <laughs> like we want cameras in in brackley like that's where we want to um but yeah like i think like oh oh it actually came out today as well lewis hamilton's making a hundred million a year for Ferrari, which i which I mean is probably paid for after the stock rises anyway, so yeah, but well, good there. Like, I'm pretty sure Haas is that not like in and around there operating? Probably, like, yeah. Budget for the year, like, <laughs> like I believe Max makes sixty a year. Yeah, Jesus. So Lewis is making a hundred million dollars a year, and only one of them is going to win the championship, and it's going to be the cheaper one, which is amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the other thing that like, where does signs go? Signs. Um, there's been rumors with signs about Audi. So Audi are coming in twenty twenty six. Now he'll have to take a gap year if that's the case. But there has been strong rumors about signs going to Ferrari in twenty twenty six. Whether he can find a team that are just like, we'll take it for a year. I don't know. Um. Maybe uh, Alpha Tauri or whatever their name is now. Um, what, what do you mean? You don't remember the very, very uh, yeah energy, Visa Cash app or or B Honda Racing Formula One team? Yeah, that team. Um, maybe they'll take him back because he is a a Red Bull Junior. Um, but I don't see that if Daniel Ricciardo's there. So it's all up in the air I don't I don't really see a team that stands out for him maybe McLaren if Lando Norris was to go to Mercedes 
all very seems to be that like depending on what move Mercedes makes will decide Science's team for him. Yeah. Like if Alonso was to go, well then perfect fit for Aston Martin. That that makes sense. Um that if Perez was to make the move, well then go back to Red Bull. That if Ricardo was to go, well then like it it just seems to be well a, a, pa- a past the parcel like, like a hot potato game but with like a very very good driver <laughs> well as formula one teams say it's called silly season and we are well well and truly in silly season um it's funny that you mentioned red bull the team that you support what about as album being rumored to go back sign a three-year deal I think it's very harsh on Perez. Like, I get that for him, it's probably better to go off and try and be a first driver. But look at Ricardo. Like, it's not always going to work out. Um, and I, like, there seems to be really, I think, a much bigger disparity between the top half of the team of the teams and the bottom half of the teams in recent years than there had been in. Maybe it's just rose tinted glasses of of youth. Yeah. Think, like, do you really think that Haas or Alpine or Stake are anywhere even close to Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, Aston Martin? Even like, no, there's gulf between. There's massive gulf, and like, but I, I hope do. Alonso was to leave Aston Martin so that like it. Perez can go there like Albon is a he's a good driver and he's kind of proven himself now but I think he he was one of them kind of drivers that needed to go out and yeah pressure of being the main guy and I don't know if he is going to be going to I don't know if he's going to get any benefit of being a second driver again I think you could see him end up being like a bot ass or it's that kind of like you, you just see this the life drain from season by season by kind of going okay yeah well but that's the team of Formula One. One it's like do you take the step up, an extra step, and be number two? Or do you settle for the lesser projects that you are the main guy in? And I think one thing that surprised me, and I wasn't, I was not a big fan of Albon whatsoever in his Red Bull days, mm. is he's gone off, he's matured, he's an excellent driver now that, get, that scores consistent points for a backmarker team. And mm-hmm. um, and he's proven that that he's quick, like so. I think he's the best option for Red Bull. Dare I say, um, just if, without, you're going, if you're going to make a move, it was either him or Ricardo. So I'd pick Albon over Ricardo. Oh, I'd 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 be the same. I I think R- Ricardo, his image is better than his skill. Like yeah, I just think team, he's a big damage goods. Yeah, like I, I, I do think that though, like for a smaller team, so like say if Williams was to replace Albon with Ricardo, that's a really, really good, yeah, strong way of replacing because at least then the fans can kind of go, okay, well, he's likable. But would Ricardo be able to deal with being at Williams, sort of thing? You know what I mean? Being the well, the fact that he was he was willing to go to yeah, but like, but that was like a like that was like a lifeline sort of thing. You know what I mean? Um. You would, I'd hope that he's been humbled enough that he doesn't make the same mistake twice where he goes, oh, well, I'm bigger than this. I think if if he can keep a seat, he's outperforming 
where he should be. By the way, if he's still around, if if Albon has signed with Red Bull, yeah, and this is this is just a rumor for now. It's a strong rumor, but it's a rumor for now. Daniel Ricciardo's gone because Liam Lawson's getting that seat next year. Yeah, Liam Lawson is getting that seat, so it's it's an interesting one, but. I could see Ricardo out on the, out on the the street again, looking for a home. Like, yeah, um, a, there is a few. There's a seems to be a much bigger group of young drivers kind of coming through now. Because isn't there Yaman at Alpine? Jack uh, Sargent, I believe. Yeah. No. Um, no. In the academy, Jack Sargent's on is already there. Is it Doolin or something? like oh, that? Oh, Doolin, yeah. Um, the Australian, yeah, and apparently he's in and around. And then there's, as you said, said before, this F two lads that are. Yeah, we've got. T- been T- yeah, Teo Pocher. He won the yeah. title this season. He's at Alfa Romeo Academy. Um. So yeah, there's a real, like I think. Um. Do you remember the season where Russell? Actually, Leclerc was probably the first one, but Russell, Norris, and Albon came through, yeah? Yeah, with Leclerc the season before, it felt it was just yeah. like this new generation has arrived. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there's a huge marker that gets put down with how you know which which ones are going to be the really good ones, mm. is there's only three young drivers, three or four, I believe it's three, young drivers in F1 history that has won F3, F2 and F1 on their first go. Charles Leclerc, George Russell and Oscar Piastri. Wow. So, there's... It's going to happen for them. It's just... Oh, sorry. Lando Norris did it as well. So, four. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So... That's why I so much stock in George Russell, and I do believe he's going to be a world champion. He has been too good in his whole career that I just believe I I believe he's gonna he's gonna do. It. Um, I I think he, I think he'll come close, but we've seen it time and time again. He might get one. He might be like a, a button. Whereas, or uh, even like a Rosberg, one of these drivers that's in and around it for years and years. Just wrong generation. <laughs> like, you're just born nah. in just the wrong year. <laughs> I think he can take it to max. I think he has the raw scale. Like, I really do. And he's someone that I've followed very closely for, for a number of years. Like, he even the way he performed at Williams, like, he was getting, he was getting the best out of that car. Like... On another level, Not particularly bad Williams as well. And he he went and done his homework, done his done his trade hours at Williams, um, and I think he's ready now. Like I, I do, and I think I hope Mercedes can give him a car to go out there and and try. And we've seen glimpses of that when he won in Brazil, um, and I I know it didn't end great for him in Singapore this year, but he was he was rapid. You know what I mean? Um, I I I just. I, I I could see him being a a multiple world champion the same way that Hamilton was. Um <laughs> no, I, I really do. I've a lot of stock in him and I'm willing to go out on the limb and say that. But equally as much with Oscar Piastri, I think he's gonna be a world champion as well. But it's just whether Mercedes can give him that car. 
I um, think for any of that to happen, it'll be all more decided by Red Bull having bad years than it will be the other teams. Cause they're, they're, or like a massive rule change that we don't know of coming. Well, 2026 is coming. Yeah. But I, I mean, even beyond that, it's like if there's something else that like, depending on how Red Bull deals at 2026, like it, they could, like we've seen teams before where they just like with Mercedes previously, where you just kind of just keep perform- outperforming everybody else. The rules just didn't yeah. matter. <laughs> like we'll, they, we'll see that. Kept on top of it. We'll see if that happens. Like, what do you think about Leclerc and Hamilton? How do you think their relationship's going to be? I think there's going to be clashes because I think um, Leclerc is the Ferrari driver. Yeah, like he was. He was anointed. Or and this is them doubling down on him because I think of the two. Like, if you were a team, like, take away the Ferrari badge, if you were a team that was just dependent on success, I'd quicker go for science over Leclerc in the immediate future. I think he just has the experience and the skill right now. Leclerc, another year, and he'll be at the same position, but if you're putting your, your house on it, um, I, I just don't think Leclerc quite has the same level of killer instinct. Not like he's not quite willing to. Yeah, I actually agree with you. On the line. Oh, 100 percent. I I've mentioned this multiple times. My brother's a Leclerc fan, and we have we have fights about it. Like, I don't think Leclerc is uh, has that killer instinct like I, that Max and Lewis has when it comes to I'm going to go for this move at this time. The car on the edge. Exactly, and, and I. In the fucking crowd, well then, and I actually think it. Russell has it to a certain extent, and I think that's what is the extra bit. It's like, are you willing to trust your skill to that degree where you put your car in compromising positions? Mm. Um, and I think that's where Hamilton is going to struggle with Ferrari. Is he's no longer the appointed one because well, Leclerc this is the Ferrari thing. I don't know was how Hamilton I was the total. Yeah, but you say that, but like, for Ferrari's given them a hundred million a year. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. they are like, yeah. I mean more so kind of like, it's one or one of two things is going to happen. Either Hamilton will take that mantle, or he'll end up being like Vettel was, where it's kind of like, yeah, you're, we're not going to help you because you shouldn't need help. You're, we're paying you a lot of money, and you're experienced enough that you shouldn't need your hand held. Or, they will do the the babying of him and then Leclerc is kind of left to grow up himself, and it'll be a make or break season for him but that's why I like the more I think about it the more I think it's a it's a sign of desperation a bit for Ferrari because Ferrari are like with the financial issues with their uh, with the the ownership and the whole like their connections with Juventus and the Super League thing and all that and Fiat and I know like I know it's all kind of tangential but it all does matter. Um, like you can't have one massive investment of hundreds of millions go down without affecting elsewhere. So they are a team. I w- I'm not going to say fighting for existence, but they do have to justify their existence. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree to a certain extent. Um, but I do like I do think the desperation is like. They're trying to get a championship at all costs, sort of thing. You know what I mean? That's what, yeah, that's what I mean. It's and been it's so like, long since they even 
that since the one in and at this stage it's been a little while since they were properly challenging and to be honest like if i'm charles Leclerc, i'm probably like i i don't know how to take this type of thing because i'd be like a one one end you've got a great teammate coming in you can learn off them blah blah mm. blah but the next end you're meant to be like Leclerc's 24 it's like you're meant to be the driver you're meant and to be the you man. You can't have two number ones. Well, you can, well, that's historically you cannot have two number ones. It does not work. Um, Ferrari tried that with Vettel and Leclerc. Um, but um, I'd be like, they they don't want to show like they don't trust me to go out and win that championship. Yeah, like it's 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 one of them kind of ones where, as I say, that that first season with Hamilton, it'll I think it's gonna make or break Leclerc. Um, but. We have a full season of drama ahead with Ooh. Hamilton and Mercedes and Max Verstappen winning another title. And like, we think it's silly season now. Wait till the end of this, this <laughs> year when, like, I'm, I'm just counting. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven drivers on contracts at the end of this year. And I think one of the things is as much as Lewis and Leclerc might clash. I think we might have a few clashes this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, one thing I think we can agree on is livery season is coming up. Is there any Ooh. teams that you're you're looking forward to? Um, the the team with the big name, that team. Um, v- Visa Cash. Yeah. Or Orbi Honda. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna refer, <laughs> This is gonna become common. I'm just gonna refer to them as the team with the big name. You know what I'm talking about? I, I um, still call them Toro Russell. <laughs> yeah, what an iconic name. Where did it go wrong? Um I love that livery by the way, the one with the red and silver. Oh, that was oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, all, they always all the Red Bull teams, all the Red Bull connected ones, they always look good. Yeah, I think I'm looking forward to Mercedes because every year we we all go, Oh, are they going black or silver this year? Ooh. <laughs> um And with Hamilton leaving this this better be iconic. Yeah, his last ever Mercedes car. Oh, see, yeah, I wonder what way they'll go with it. Um, Red Bull, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You know, every year, same Ferrari, thing. Ferrari, you know what you're getting. Ferrari, you know what you're getting. Uh, we already know McLaren. Um, yeah. Is there any... Uh, Williams is interesting. Probably be similar. I'm kind of interested to see like what Steak does, or Haas has always been very cool. Um and they always end up with really weird sponsors, which I think we should do an episode where we just kind of look at um interesting sponsorships in Netflix. Well, yeah, they'll probably get like a rich energy. Yeah, now and then they'll probably get a candy bleeding sponsorship, and they're like our pink, like they don't really care. <laughs> um, I missed, I missed the OG Haas livery, the one that they came just in the, with, the black and red. Black and was the one where it was like a more sil. It was like it wasn't dark black, if that makes sense. It was like it was like a silvery. Yeah, where it was kind of nerdy, like a, a gray. Yeah, it just had depending on the angle, parts of it looked dark. That car looked really nice. Um, I loved their bloody rich energy one. Whatever about the scamming that the company was, but like what a what a good looking car. The the black and gold. Can we start a petition to remove Haas and bring in Braun? Oh man! Like, yeah. I, like honestly, just bring back Ron. What, a, what a livery that was! So simple, but yet so iconic. And what a car! Like, what a, like, 
that like, oh. that's a perfect example of why Hamilton annoys me. Is because that was a season where um, Button and Barrichello dominated the whole year, and the race, races weren't boring. It was, one, it was an issue I had last year, like with Max, where it ended up becoming just so well. Who's going to be second? But the Hamilton, like, uh, I I never understand this because like the Hamilton era wasn't boring. Like. You had, what, two or three years of Rosberg, and then you got your Vettel, and then we got a, a snippet of Verstappen. Like, it's not like he was, he was right. It in, it was if you want to talk year. about boring, talk about last year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. I did say, I did say last year was was that. But, the with, with the Hamilton era, it was people got a lot more whingy. Like, for a set, for a portion of even when you're saying about Vettel, Vettel and Ferrari was a whinge. Like, he loved him at Red Bull. Great lad. Goes to Ferrari, just becomes a whinge. Leaves Ferrari, and he's cool again. <laughs> like, it was the same with Alonso. Alonso, what a whinge at Ferrari. Um, and now you're putting the whinge in the whinging team. Oh, 2025 is going to be painful. But, like, yeah, I I always struggle to, to like, talk about Hamilton and his perceived lack of of rivals or whatever. I think he's probably had the hardest rivals out of any pe- like long period of world champion. Like so, yeah. Like if you want to come back at me with a better one, I, I I think I think we're gonna have to. What we should do is we'll revisit yeah we'll park his legacy by the end of the year. And what we'll do Oof. is we'll go away. We'll do our homework. Yeah, that's gonna be a two-hour and- episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll we'll we may need to get a judge in for that one. Yeah, um, but that's that's for down the track. But dum bum. Um, I think we're gonna leave it there for the first episode. Yeah. Um, it's 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 gonna be for a very very interesting season. Um, when when we have all deliveries, I think we should do an episode where we kind of rank them all and kind of do yeah. all that, and we'll have to do our um our season preview as well. So. Lots exactly. done, lots more to do. Nathan, yeah, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Killian, for uh, for being a great host once again. So it's, it's been a pleasure. This has been Formula T. Chat to you next time. <laughs>